Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. I hope you're having a great day. Uh, real quick, before we get into the show, sorry, I'm a little flustered right now. I'll tell you about it in a second. But make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Also, don't forget today's show is presented to you by the great people over at Sugar Fire in Westminster. Amazing barbecue place. If you gotta, if you haven't been there, you need to check it out. Also, big thanks to Superbook Sports Colorado. I'll tell you more about Superbook Sports Colorado here in a second, but giving you a quick preview of today's show. Scientists are dicks. And the reason why? Well, they're making virtual reality goggles for specific animals. And I think it's kind of messed up, but kind of interesting. A woman brought a gun with her when she went to get an MRI. Guess how that ended? Not well. Not well. Uh, if you're a rich asshole and you've got a super fancy, expensive ring, here's a place you don't take it off. Just FYI. A, I think it's Hermes. It's uh, like a fashion thing, whatever. It's very, uh, very powerful, uh, rich company. Well, the air is awarding his $11 billion fortune to somebody that you wouldn't expect. We'll get into that. Plus, the mailbag is wide open. But real quick, you could win a trip to the biggest football game of the year courtesy of Superbook Sports. Superbook is going to fly you and a friend to Las Vegas for February's championship game. They're also going to give you two tickets to the game, plus a three-night hotel stay. All you have to do is place a $25 same-game parlay between now and January 7th, and you're automatically going to be entered to win. So go ahead and wager a, uh, and win a super trip to Las Vegas, courtesy of Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions, and if you got a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. Before we get into headlines, I, I woke up this morning. And my nose feels like somebody just cracked me right, right in the center of it. I don't know what happened. I told you guys about this like a month ago. It's hold on earmuffs, ladies earmuffs. I remember like a month ago when I woke up and I told you that my, one of my testicles just felt like somebody kicked me in it. It ended up going away like two days later, something like that. Well, now I, I feel like that somebody just beat me up in the middle of the night. And I'm curious. There's there's a couple scenarios that could be happening here. Either I'm snoring, which is a great possibility, and my wife is just trying to silence me. <laughs> that sounds awful. She's trying to silence me in the night. Uh, the pillows just didn't work anymore. <laughs> I just found a way to, to, to continue breathing. But uh, no, uh, so I'm wondering if like, when she's like half asleep, she hears me snoring and she's trying to get me to stop. I'm wondering if she accidentally like cracked me in the nose, but I didn't wake up. It's so bizarre. Or, or I'm like Edward Norton in fight club. And I have like some split personality and maybe I'm dreaming about fighting and I'm getting up and I'm just like smashing my face into the wall. Or maybe I'm leaving the house and going into an illegal fight, you know, pit. And just, you know, fighting local businessmen. I don't know. Uh, both are possibilities. Both are possibilities. Uh, I'm not ready to give up on either avenue. We'll see. But it's so bizarre. 
Seriously, it's like tender to the touch. Good thing I have a big old nose that <laughs> nobody's going to tell. They're like, yeah, it's just as jacked up nose. Anyway, uh, so bizarre. Have it, has that ever happened to you? Has your wife ever tried to snuff you out in the middle of the night? Because I think that's what's happening. Listen, let's just put everything else aside. Let's just call it what it is. I'm going to be on Dateline. I mean, <laughs> she's going to hear this and she's gonna be like, what are you talking about? By the way, my wife is going to be joining the show as we do our year in review coming up in a few weeks. So that should be fun. She's excited. She's, you know, getting her nerd fingers all ready to go and typing out some questions and topics and blah, 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 <laughs> all that stuff. So we'll see. Then we'll ask her. We'll ask her point blank. Actually, it's better if it comes from you. If you guys can send me in some emails asking her questions, go to huffpodcast at gmail.com and, and just whatever you want to ask her, be like, are you trying to hurt him in his sleep? <laughs> I should. It's not funny. Like, because that stuff's like re real deal shit. But maybe subconsciously, she's just like, oh, my God, he's snoring again. Stop snoring, please. And then she she's accidentally doing it. Maybe, she, maybe it's going to jar her memory and be like, oh, my God, <laughs> I did. I did. I'm so sorry. Well, you know what makes me feel better? Bacon. You thought I was going to go into headlines right there, but I'm not. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Not yet. I am now. Let's go! Let's go! And now, here are the headlines. <laughs> well, this is so bizarre. Scientists are making virtual reality goggles for mice so that they can feel what it's like to be attacked by a bird. Because these are like laboratory mice. They don't have that extra gear. You know what I'm saying? They, they don't know what it's really like to run for their lives. So they're putting them on wheels with these little cute, adorable virtual reality goggles. And they're like making it like a hawk's chasing them so they can see, wow, like, wow, he's really going fast. <laughs> oh, look at his heart. It's about to explode. Oh, yeah, it exploded. <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry. I, I think it's kind of messed up that the, the, these researchers in Northwestern University over in uh, Illinois are, are doing this. <laughs> it's it's fascinating. I get it, but it's like, come on, man! You're you're putting these tiny little goggles on a mouse, and then you're freaking the shit out of it just to see what happens. Do that to humans. Uh, it would be kind of interesting to see, like, if if you were part of like some research study, and they're like, okay, Mister Duff, we're gonna put this uh, VR goggle headset on you, and just be ready. We're going to freak the shit out of you. And then, like, you'd be curious to see what they threw at you. Would it be just, like, you can't outrun a, like, a mountain lion? Or is it going to be some human being that's chasing after you, and, and you're just like, he's on my heels, and he's got a chainsaw or some wicked shit like that? It's, I think, to me, the worst thing would be if they simulated me being in water and there's, like, sharks coming after me. That would freak the hell out of me. I still get those flashbacks of when I capsized in Australia on my kayak in shark-infested waters. That was horrible. Horrible. There's times where I'll just, like, if you're ever hanging around me and I you see me, like, do, like, a weird shiver, it's probably that. I'm like, and, and then if you go, was it the sharks again? I'd be like, yes, it was. <gasps> oh, God. 
I swear one touched me. It didn't. It didn't. <laughs> but what do you think of that? It's kind it's fascinating. And I'm sure they're gonna turn that around and help human beings in some sense by whatever they figure out. But ultimately I'm like, it's it's kind of jacked up. Like, you're gonna fear for your life, mouse. Weehaw! And don't you think that the individuals that came up with this idea over at Northwestern were just like they were high as hell one night. <laughs> they're like smoking, eating some pizza and whatever. And then they're like, dude, we should put like VR goggles on like a mouse. They're like, bro, that'd be awesome. And then we like put them on a treadmill and like make them freak out because there's a hawk coming after them. <laughs> You're like, man, that's great. Let's order some more pizza. <laughs> oh man that's that would be so bizarre and but it makes you think about like what would get your heart rate going that fast they're like saying that these these mice are like i said before take taking an extra step they're finding that extra gear for survival what would it have to be in front of you to make you go oh shit i need to survive like being chased chased by a grizzly bear would be insane. And the, and you can't outrun a grizzly bear because they run so freaking fast. I want to say they average around 30 miles per hour, something like that. I don't know. Ugh. Stuff like that would, would scare the shit out of me. And you would find you would find an extra gear. Don't you think? You're being chased by some animal. First of all, you, most of the time you're not supposed to run. So th that's that's like scary shit to think about. I was like, oh my god, what 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 is something that would scare you, but you think you could run away from? Right? It would have to be another human being. That that's about it. That like you know, hopefully you can kick him in the knee and run. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Throw a rock at him and run. <laughs> hopefully you hit him. Ow, that stung, you dick. You hit me right in the forehead. Motherfucker. <laughs> Maybe that's what's happening to me at night, and that's why my nose is sore. Maybe I'm chasing people in the middle of the night, and somebody threw a rock at my nose. This better not be like a weird zit. That's that's what's going to piss me off about my nose. Sorry. Sidetrack. Oh, God, I need to stop touching it. Boy, I've heard that before. Stop touching it. You're going to make it worse. <laughs> Speaking of making things worse, a woman was scheduled to have an MRI. And she goes through the whole process, and she gets in there. And next thing you know, you realize she brought a gun with her to the MRI. Like, why would you do that? You know what an MRI is, right? It's a giant freaking magnet. <laughs> so... This is a, a report published by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, the FDA. They, they talked about how the patient entered the MRI room with a concealed iron handgun. As she entered the MRI machine, the handgun became attracted to the magnet, firing a single shot into her right buttock area. She deserves to get shot, okay? I'm sorry. Whether you're for guns or against guns, we can all agree that she's a moron, right? It gives it gives gun owners a bad name, right? 
you already have some issues out there with some uh, morons with guns. There's smart people with guns, and then there's morons with guns. She's a moron. She shouldn't be allowed to have a gun, right? Be like, wait, you took a gun into an MRI machine. You know that the gun's not made of plastic, right, ma'am? Nah, I knew that. I knew that. Why? It's a, it's a nice, solid steel piece that I can use if I need to defend myself. Yeah, ma'am, I get that. I get that. But why'd you take it into a giant freaking magnet? What's a magnet? <laughs> like, okay, you're done. You're not allowed to buy guns anymore, you stupid idiot. Idiot. All you responsible gun owners out there, you'd be like, God damn it. Another moron out there making us all look bad. Listen, I don't own a gun, but the majority of my family does. And they're responsible. And I guarantee you, when they hear a story like this, they're going to be like, oh, what an idiot. Idiot. She sh Those are the people that shouldn't be allowed to own one because they're just not thinking correctly. Oh, so stupid. Speaking of dumb, I saw this, and it just, it's not like a crazy story, but it just tells you just how some people live compared to others. If I took off my wedding ring, which is, you know, it's not like crazy expensive. But if I put it down, especially if I'm on vacation or something, I'm going to remember where I put it and make sure I put it back on as soon as possible. Well, apparently some lady lost her very expensive, uh, I can't remember how many thousands and thousands of dollars it was for her, her wedding ring. She took it off at a Paris luxury Ritz hotel and she just lost it. And thankfully, the cleaning crew found it in the vacuum because they accidentally vacuumed it up, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. But either way, it, I'm just sitting there going, let's say it's worth $20,000. Are you not going to remember where you put that? And it's like, why'd you take it off? Do you take it off at night? Yeah, I get that. So you don't hit your significant other in the, in the face and then crack him in the nose. The next morning, he's trying to do a show, and all he can do is complain about his hurt nose. Yeah. <laughs> One of those situations. I just, like me, and probably you too, you put something down like that, you're going to remember where you put it, and you're going to make sure you put it on as soon as possible so you don't lose it, especially if you're in a hotel. But if you got money to burn, you're not as as cautious about your your items. That, that it's crazy. It kind of reminds me of Neil deGrasse Tyson. He was on with Joe Rogan once, and Joe asked him about why he doesn't have a cell phone cover on his phone. And his Neil deGrasse Tyson's thought process is if I have that if I put an extra layer of protection on it, I'm not going to be as cautious with it and I'm going to be more carefree with it and I'm more susceptible to damaging it. And that's the way he looks at it. So he treats it like a, like a, you know, a, a prized possession as in he takes good care of it. And like he's showing the phone and it looks pristine. Whereas you look at mine, like the cell phone cover is like falling apart because I've dropped it, dropped it so many times. The the protective cover or the 
the screen cover is all jacked up from going into my pocket, interacting with my keys and, and whatnot. It's all jacked up because I just, I know it's protected and I always know where it's at. Never lose my cell phone. But it's kind of the same thing, I guess, in a sense with, with the whole, if you got a fancy ring, why, why would you just not be more conscious of, of where it's at? It's so freaking annoying. So annoying. We got more coming your way, including what would you do if your boss gave you $51 billion? Well, that's about to happen to somebody. I'll tell you about that. But real quick, the holiday menu's out for Sugar Fire in Westminster. And you got to place your order by Wednesday, December 20th. And it's really freaking cool. Really good deal. You can get whole smoked turkeys with gravy. You can get whole smoked beef tenderloin. Oh, my God. That comes with horseradish cream sauce and a jus. I've, I would love to just get that on, on its own and, and not share it with anybody. That's a possibility for you. <laughs> you can get dinner packs, six ounces of turkey breast with, with gravy, uh, a gratin potatoes, green beans. You got caramel pecan applesauce, cornbread with honey butter. You can also get a choice of pie with that. And, and that's just like a pack deal if you want to do that. And you can get that per person. You can get holiday sides. You got pints, quarts, gallons. And those are with the potatoes, green beans, uh, the caramel pecan applesauce. You can also get cornbread with honey butter. You can get a pan of 12, a pan of 24, and a whole chocolate pecan pie. Here's the thing you got to remember about Sugar Fire in Westminster. They're chef-driven. Chef Clint is a legit chef. He is so passionate about his food. So when you get this, and every time I'm over at Sugar Fire, everybody does the same thing. They lean back into their seat, and they kind of melt into the seat after they take that first bite. That's what you're getting when you go to Sugar Fire. And if you if you decide to go with this holiday menu, oh my gosh, you are not going to regret it. It is delicious food. Delicious. Top end. Top end. Tip my cap to you. Ha ha ha. Don't know why I said that, but I did. I did. So go ahead and place your order. You can give them a call. 720-639-4903. Or you can just go in-store. They're on 144th and Orchard Parkway on the south side of 144th, right next to Snooze. It's very cool. you got to go in there. Sugar Fire in Westminster, reinventing barbecue every single day. Uh, forgive me if I mispronounce the name of this, this company. I'm not a rich snob. Okay? I'm not. I googled how to say it, but then I forgot to write it out. So we'll see. It's Hermes, so it's H-E-R-M-E-S, Hermes. It's a French company, Hermes, Hermes. Uh, the heir to that company is deciding to award his 51-year-old gardener with $11 billion and $5.9 million in properties. He has no children. He has no spouse. So he's like, why not take care of somebody that has been taking care of me? I think this is great. But people are freaking out within the Elmi's company because they're like, there's a lot of moving parts in this, and it's not going to be easy. But I think it's fantastic. I didn't see where it said that, like, 
So he's going to have stock in the company in, I mean, $11 billion. Could you imagine you go from being a, a, a grinder, wherever, whatever you do for a living? Imagine if all of a sudden, even if somebody gave you $1 billion, even if somebody gave you, you know, $5 million, your life completely changes. The majority of the people listening to this show right now, you're probably not rolling in the dough. You might be comfortable. You might not be comfortable financially. But a, a significant amount of money like that is going to flip your world upside down. And, and that's just fascinating. And it, I, don't, I don't even know how I'd wrap my mind around it. I, I, I like the idea of what he's doing, though. I mean, the gardener, if you've ever seen somebody that works in gardening and landscaping and stuff like that, those, those people just bust their butts nonstop. They're, they're extremely hard workers. So I think that that's really neat that he's doing that. But expect a lot of pushback from the actual Almiz company. <laughs> I just like saying Almiz. I don't know if I'm saying it right. But I know that this guy lives somewhere else. I think he lives in, in Switzerland or something like that. But it, it originated in, in France. So it's French. Hello, I'm, I'm a fancy dresser. And uh, I have the Hermes company in my back pocket. And I am worth billions of dollars. Uh, maybe we go get some crepes and some pancakes <laughs> and some uh, Fruit Loops. <laughs> Because everybody knows the French love their Fruit Loops. <laughs> what? That was random. I haven't had Fruit Loops in forever. I love Fruit Loops. They're pretty good, especially the milk afterwards. That being said, I hate milk. So I guess as a memory goes, yeah, it was delicious. But I, I just, ugh, milk, gross, yucky, yucky. You know what's delicious and fun to get into? The mailbag. Mailbag. <laughs> You've got mail. <laughs> this is what happens when I let you guys interact with me. We get nonsense, and I love it. I do love it. Doug wrote in, DeHuff, did you know that Robert Downey Jr. used to be a chronic masturbator? Thoughts? <laughs> well, Doug, what the fuck? Where'd that come from, Doug? Oh my God, this is the, the, I have a perfect sound bite for it. Play with yourself, it'll be good. Everyone, walk away. Maybe that's what sparked uh, Doug's curiosity into this, uh, this conversation. I will say this about that topic is that probably, probably most guys, especially when they first discover themselves, are chronic masturbators. If you're a chronic masturbator as an adult, it's just, you know, you probably don't have a spouse or a significant other to interact with and keep yourself busy, both sexually and, and just in, in general. So you just got too much time on your hands. <laughs> Literally, you are just, you're doing that. I don't, I don't even want, ugh. Doug, what the hell, man? This is a classy program. And you just brought it down. And I like it. <laughs> So bizarre. Hey, you know what I was doing? I, I have nothing really to say, by the way, about Robert Downey Jr. being a chronic masturbator. 
I just, I, I, I believe he's not anymore. Uh, but yeah, okay. Jesus. <laughs> if you want a good laugh, go check out my TikTok page and look at the video of me giving my two cents on Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> You're going to see all these people that are just agreeing with what I'm saying about Patrick Mahomes being a baby. And then you're also going to find a bunch of people that are chiefs fans. <laughs> they just will blindly follow what he did. I get it. Tom Brady pulled hissy fits all the time too. I get that. I get that. But I don't recall ever a moment where Tom Brady tried to go after a referee. What looked like an aggressive way and try to fight a referee and had to be held back by his teammates. If that happened, please let me be aware of it. But I don't recall that ever happening. I understand that Tom Brady was a big baby too. And he used to throw temper tantrums all the time, throwing down his, his game tablet on the ground, throwing his helmet. A lot of people have done that. But what the problem is, is Mahomes took it further by trying to go after the referee in a very aggressive way, which looked like he was going to try to cause some violence. And then also the fact that his, and Tom Brady did this too. He was on Sportsmanlike after games as well, whether it was neglecting to say good game to anybody or just walking off the field and just foregoing the, the classic handshake after a game. Well, and then Patrick Mahomes goes up to Josh Allen and, and starts bitching and complaining about the game in, in the, what he thought was a bad call. He still hasn't come out and apologized. Andy Reid came out yesterday and said, yeah, his foot was over the line. It was the, the receiver was off sides. Okay, end of story. Mahomes needs to come out in his, one of his press conferences this week and admit that he was wrong and say, I overreacted, but he hasn't done that. And that's where he's losing a lot of credibility. He's just proving that he's a, a fucking baby. I know it's hard to admit when we, we screw up on things. I'm not, I'm, I try to get better at it, especially having two small kids, you know, trying to be a better example but it's still not easy. You're like, oh, I messed up. I shouldn't have done that. But like Mahomes, man, you need to come out. I don't know who's in charge of his PR. And even the PR person for the Kansas City Chiefs needs to be like, dude, I get it. You're the franchise player. But dude, go out there, admit what you did was wrong, and move on from it. Chiefs fans will always have his back, and I, I can respect that. But I, I would have to say that I, I would hope that a lot of you Chiefs fans would take a step back from the moment and go, yeah, I get he's a competitor. I get that he wanted to win so badly. I get that he originally thought that that was a bad call. But dang, man, he has to have looked at the film by now and, and realized that he made a mistake and he needs to class himself up and go, okay, 
I, I screwed up. I feel terrible about the way I acted. They didn't deserve that. I wanted, I, I know that I had said I wanted games to not be influenced by by the referees and all this nonsense and they should swallow their whistles near the end of the game. Mm. If you swallow it near the end of the game, you should swallow it during the whole game. I'd be fine with less penalties overall. Unless it influences my team. Then fuck that shit. <laughs> if it's negative towards the Broncos, uh-uh. Uh-uh. Yeah, he needs he needs to swallow his pride and come out there and admit that he was wrong. And how about his wife being ultra classy and putting out a video on social media where she's zoomed in on the referee and she wrote MVP. Come on, man. I guess he was kind of moody. Somebody showed some video of Patrick Mahomes from earlier in the game, and he was just like really seemed like he was grouchy. In his defense, he may have had some other shit going on in his life that we don't know about, and that kind of, you know, led to that. So he has some misplaced anger. He probably realized, oh, shit, my brother's a douchebag, and my wife, fucking annoying, fucking annoying. (laughs) What have I done with my life? I shouldn't say that. If he loves her, that's all that matters. But I'm just saying, that bitch be crazy. I'm going to get a stirred letter. Why did you say that? That's so mean. Uh, Do you guys ever look at like Twitter and see what's randomly trending? And you're like, why is that trending? Then you click on it and you're like, eh, it's not that bad. Tom Selleck is trending for some stupid reason. Hopefully he's not dead. I don't know. Tom Selleck. uh, It's probably some political shit. I don't know. (laughs) I don't want to go into it. But he does have a nice mustache. And at what point, as a grown-ass man, do you stop dyeing your hair? I just got to be honest, guys. I'm somebody that is just going to openly embrace the fact that I have gray hair in my beard, maybe some white hair in my beard, on my head. I shave my head, but you know what I'm saying? At what point do you just go, I need to stop. I need to stop. I know some guys that used to be on TV or still are on TV that they, at one point they just stopped and realized I need to stop doing this because I'm too old and people are going to realize he has jet black hair. No way. (laughs) No way. Do you dye your hair? I know it's more common with ladies, but guys do it too. I, I, at one point we told my brother and I told my mom, they're like, you just let it go. Save some money. You don't need to go have your hair colored. It looks now she's like white haired and she looks perfectly fine. It's just like, ah, that's mom. She looks like a crazy old lady now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Scotty wives. What's wrong with you? You are a mean little bastard. (laughs) Anyway, I'm just saying, I think people that are natural are just a lot more beautiful. So, yeah, just embrace what you are. Fuck the haters. Okay? Okay. You're welcome. Anyway, have an amazing day. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the show. It was a little weird today. There wasn't that many crazy stories. And then Doug threw in a wrench when he was talking about Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man likes to bang bang himself. Okay, good for him. wonder if he used 
like the Iron Man hand. I guess this was before Iron Man. But I'm just saying, maybe he just wanted to relive some glory. <laughs> and then he took the 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 hand, the glove, Iron Man glove home. And it's like he's having sex with Iron Man. That's all I'm saying. On that note, boom, boom, boom. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. If you can, please give it a nice review. Thanks to Sugar Fire in Westminster. Go check them out if you haven't been over there. Amazing barbecue. Amazing barbecue. 144th and Orchard Parkway on the south side of 144th, right next to Snooze. Amazing place. Amazing place. Oh, you're not going to regret it. Also, big thanks to Superbook Sports Colorado. It's to Huff Uncensored. I'm about to go to a holiday party tonight, and I have anxiety anytime I go out in public, especially when I know there's going to be a, a, a bunch of people that I kind of sort of work with. There's a lot of judgmental eyes. I don't know. I don't know what kind of stories I'm going to have for tomorrow's show. Maybe I'll freak out and not go. I don't know. We'll see. But I'll tell you this much. If I go, I don't plan on buying a drink. I plan on somebody else buying drinks for me. (laughs) That will be my goal. How many drinks can I get for free tonight? We'll see. We'll see. It's to Huff Uncensored. Have an amazing day. Hopefully you laughed a little bit in this episode. That's what we're all about here. Have an amazing day. Try not to be a dick today. (laughs) Let's continue to move forward. I'll talk to you next time.